You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to the Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. Uh, once again, you you forgot a cigar. I didn't forget. At least you're here. I'm, I'm here? Traffic really sucked? Be glad I'm here. <laughs> I had to drive by my house. I'm like, I, I could be at home right now. But no, I'm, I'm going to go see Joe, and I'm going to podcast, because I told him that on Tuesday, come hell or high water, I would be there to record. Well, I got a cigar to review that I just had to cut a little extra off because that was quite tight. Uh, this, you know, is the Headley Grange Black Lab, which is kind of a... a Does it wolf? <laughs> well, it's a remix of a, of a limited <laughs> edition <laughs> uh, blend of uh, the Headley Grange uh, Black Dog, which in itself was a reference to... Uh, Led Zeppelin, because that's, I guess, where the studio where one of their albums was recorded. And they wrote a song called Black Dog, or uh, that, about a dog that hung out at the studio. Which, if you're a rock star and you don't have a song about hanging out with a dog, are you really a rock star? <laughs> and of course, since, you know, we're going to be talking about Chapter 4 of John Wick later in this episode, I figure a dog-themed cigar would be a good way to go. Well, and the spirit of John Wick... I brought to you the Alt Zero Six Milligram Just Reds Vape Juice. <laughs> a red slushy, if you will. Or actually not even I would even venture to say Slurpee for the old school fans. <laughs> Fucking hipster. This is a gardener, it's not vape nerds podcast. In the spirit of John Rick, <laughs> everything just went red. All right, and, I'll, I'll I mean, give you that one. It, it wasn't a black dog, but there were dogs, and nuts turned red. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll get into that one. That was, uh, woo, yeah, that was a highlight. Uh, so, yeah, this has got a uh, U.S. Connecticut Habano wrapper with Nicaraguan binders and fillers and a uh, only 1,500 boxes of 12 cigars each made. uh so yeah, this is a limited edition. Well, this is not so limited, but it sports a 70 VG to 30 PG ratio. D nuts. <laughs> oh no, it's <that> DG. <laughs> Victor Golf. Papa Golf. Hmm. And I gotta say, it's got a uh, oaky bourbon flavor to it. Like, uh, if you've ever smoked, uh, what is it, Jim Beam, uh, whatever, Devil's Cut, where it's like they mm. squeeze the whiskey out of the, the wood that's left in the barrel, <laughs> that kind of has that, like, wood extra woody bourbon flavor. Mm, I bet that's a good bourbon cigar. Yeah, I started another month before I can start drinking again. <laughs> I gotta say, though, the thing that caught my eye about the cigar is the construction. Like, I can't... S- see a single vein or anything else i mean that is probably one of the purest box press that i've seen 
Yeah, and uh, this particular uh, version oh, is a 6x52 box press, and yeah, it is, a, it is a tight little bastard. But, you know, other than kind of having to probably didn't cut enough off with the first hit, uh, it's... Because sometimes with box press, you get... It's hard to draw sometimes if it's too pressed, where once I cut enough reasons... off, it had, like, you know, really... It's got really good flow. Like, with a box press, a lot of times, I actually prefer to do a V-cut. And sometimes I'll even get really creative and do an X cut. I mean, if depending on the size of the box press, I always like a good punch. Like before, I got my like giant uh, Zycar O. Uh, it was big enough to actually cut a full box press. It's like yeah, punch was easier to because uh, like most cigar cutters, it's like sticking a uh, a square peg in a round hole, so it doesn't. Uh, It'll go. Well. You just gotta force it. <laughs> you gotta lube it. Where the yeah, you know, where the punch is able to to get in there. Well, as we said earlier, we're gonna be talking about John Wick Chapter Four. And if you've got to take on the high table, you should call on the Strike Force. Strikeforceenergy.com promo code Cigar Nerds gets you twenty percent off your order, and uh, comes in tiny little tin pouches that um, I mean you may be able to like kill somebody with. I don't know. I haven't tried. Try yourself. You know it may work. And you know. For for y'all watching on on the YouTubes, we got some nice uh, set decoration here. I got my my John Wick Glock thirty four. Even got one of the little uh, Continental coins. Uh, I'm not there. sure we're actually getting a stream right now. Yeah, I haven't like I, said, I can't see the monitor on the. Camera, I mean, I, so. all I can tell is the screen's black. <laughs> well, the red light means it's recording, but yeah, I can't monitor it from my phone like I normally do because my phone's being a cock smoker. And speaking of cocksmokers, <laughs> we'll be right back with the main topic. Goodbye to you, my trusted friend. We've known each other since we were nine Pray for me. I was the black sheep of the family. Goodbye, my friend. It's hard to die. Asking if I'm back. Yeah, I think I'm back. Again for fucking chapter four. <laughs> Which we had like John Wick. We had John Wick chapter two. And then John Wick three is like Parabellum. And it's like, nah, we're not doing the subtitles anymore. Let's go back to like chapter four. <laughs> yeah. I I I don't know. Before we get into any spoilers, I Dude, this is the epitome of the action genre. Like, I, I think throughout this entire movie, you get maybe a half hour of script. The rest of it is just, you well, know, like when you're, badass. Like, when your writers and directors are like former stunt guys, like, yeah, it's like, but you're right. The the written script, if you take out all like the uh, 
I guess, action direction. Just like the verbiage. It's like, yeah, it's probably two pages. Because there are long, continuous action sequences. <laughs> where With like, no, like, you know, dialogue. No, it's just straight up fights, gunfights, whatever. And that, that was the thing that I really enjoyed about this But at this the same film. time, I was like, the story is pretty fucking compelling. Like, you know, it's like I said, they're the brief parts where somebody are speaking. It's like, this is like a good fucking story. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I think that's why it's been such a successful franchise and, you know, all of the folks that attended, you know, the box office, uh, paid their hard earned money. And, you know, yeah, this is the highest dividends. grossing. I mean, it's still in theaters now, but it's, it has outgrossed the pre, the pre three previous films. And I mean, even, even when I saw it, you know, the film had already been out, what, two weeks? Yeah, something like that. And, you know, it was still a pretty packed auditorium for it to be out that long. Yeah, I think it was, like, number one movie for, like, maybe three weeks in a row until uh, the thing that finally knocked it off its uh, lead on, like, the third week was that new Dungeons & Dragons movie. <laughs> but other than that, it's like... Yeah, fucking Shazam, like, bombed. It's like, no, like, you cannot take on John Wick. Are you stupid? Yeah, I mean, that's... I don't know. The... I don't know, just the action sequences, the, you know, the story and everything, like... How do you say, like, you can't have a bad experience with John Wick. And I swear these movies have become... Before we get into like details, this is a three, nearly a three hour movie, but it, it's a huge advertisement for Terran Tactical. Because <laughs> not only does he, he has made like John Wick's loadout for the last three movies, he even outfitted the bad guys. So it's like, even like, you know, when the bad guys that are running around, you're seeing little Terran Tactical logos on like every fucking gun. <laughs> I'm like, no wonder if like, if I want to get my uh, Glock 34, uh, with the John Wick conversion, it's like, yeah, there's a, a year lead time if you want a John Wick gun at this point. I've already <laughs> ordered three Pit Vipers. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's 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 the new toy made specifically for this movie, the, the fucking Pit Viper. We'll get into that bastard later. But, but I do, like, he starts off the movie with the Glock 34. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, all right, I still have a John Wick gun. I just haven't had the, uh, the nice conversion done to it yet. <laughs> What the the thirty four? That was chapter two, right? Yes, and chapter three it was like a combat master version of the uh, STI twenty eleven, and in this movie it's another Glock thirty four. But John Wick two was a Gen three Glock thirty four, where the new one is a Gen five MOS uh, Glock thirty four. So yeah, you you got the newer Glock uh, for the for this movie. I'm still rocking the Gen. Th- Three twenty-three. <laughs> Still going strong after all these years. Yeah, I've been looking for a Gen three nineteen so I can get the uh, terminal list uh, <laughs> package. Get that James Reese gun. Oh, but yeah, and that's one thing too is like if if you remember from the last movie, he got shot a bunch of times and thrown off a roof, so he's had to some like recovery time. <laughs> And, like, the director is even... Because people are like, what's the actual kind of timeline of Isn't John Isn't it, like, movies? a week? Like, the first three movies happen in, like, a week. And then there's, like... They say it's, like, four years between the end of three and four. 
Because, yeah, he was pretty fucked up at the end of the last one. They're like, yeah, he's, he's going to need a break to recover. He's been hanging out with the king, the Bowery King in the in the sewers, uh, doing kung fu and uh, getting getting ready. <laughs> he really has become the Baba Yaga because, like, you know, there's just, like, the legend of John, John Wick's going to come for us all at some point. And, like, nobody, you know, but no one's seen him in, like, four years. And then, you know, and so it's like he literally became, like, a, a fucking nursery, uh, whatever, uh, He's a ghost. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when when Homeboy shows up with uh, you know, Lawrence Fishburne with the suit, and he's like, you ready to go back to work, John? And he's like, I think I am. And first thing he's doing is like, I'm going to go find that motherfucker that took my finger, get my ring back. <laughs> and he's like fucking riding through the desert on a horse with like, you know. Yeah, he was on a horse with no name. <laughs> but like very Western uh, of it. And, you know, from here on out, probably spoilers. But... Non-spoiler, this movie, a real return to original John Wick. Like, the first, it's like the stunt crew has tried to do something, like, a little bit different each time. Like, the uh, first one, it was, like, you know, pretty much all gunfights. The second one, there was a lot more, like, three-gun type shit. And then, like, the last movie, there's, like, a shitload of knife fights. And there's like so much like knife and martial arts stuff in the second one where this one, it's like all the above. Yeah. But check all the boxes. We're back to the big freaking gunfighting sequences and dogs. <laughs> I mean, dude, like give it up for the fur missiles. Oh like. yeah. Like we had Halle Berry's, uh, was it German shepherds or in the last one. And most of the time you're, give commands to those dogs in like German or something. Cause you just don't, don't want them like, you know, taking anybody's orders, but this dog that's in this movie and you, know, and sh- the, her dogs are biting nuts where this one, he gives commands in English and it's like balls, balls. <laughs> He's fucking dogs running around and biting people in the nuts. <laughs> I mean, dude, the soft bits like, <laughs> Oh, it, it made me ache a little. I'm not going to lie. Oh yeah. That I mean that dog, like, specific and you know you, you got to be trained for that because like most your dogs you they attack like the arms or something it's gonna like no he's like that's his fucking attack point is is the balls <laughs> it's like you know who is that fucking dog trainer like yeah just help training people to bite nuts Ugh. i mean you can recover from an arm dude you take a through tooth to a through a testicle though like <laughs> that's that's a bad day. Yeah, I mean, I've seen people get hit in the legs and shit, but yeah. And the thing about working with dogs, like, when dog gets, like, super excited and is going after a target, sometimes the handler gets bit, too, just because it's, like, like, fucking, I, you know, something gets in my way, and it's, like, and like you know, I, I know I need to go bite something in that direction, and some, some rando steps out and is like, ooh, I'll bite this, it's nearer. I don't want to be the guy that accidentally gets bit in the nuts. <laughs> It's like everybody else on set's wearing like a cup just in case. Like just in case the dog's off target, I uh <laughs> gotta prepare. <laughs> like what happens like just <laughs> nuts. Go get 'em boy. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, some dude walks up and like, Hey man, you want some nuts? and tries to hand you a bag of peanuts and the dog just bites him in the dick. <laughs> oh sorry, you said the magic word. He goes nuts for nuts. <laughs> Chocked full of nuts. 
Oh. But yeah, the movie starts with, uh, he's like, fuck this, I'm taking out this entire, he like, goes, goes after the elder first, and then the guy's like, dude, it's literally like, you kill me, they'll just replace me. It's like, it's like the guy who took your finger and your ring is gone, and I took his place. There'll probably be someone here in my place tomorrow if you kill me, so you really just wasted your time. He's like, yeah, yeah, I guess so, and just shoots him in the fucking face. He's like, nah, just make me feel better. <laughs> not a pushover although i gotta say like the table's definitely got something for hands <laughs> like I, I don't know what kind of hand fetish they got but you know they're they're, they're definitely into it yeah so we got a new bad guy this movie uh everyone <laughs> well yeah but all at once the the boss character uh is uh the marquee who uh, basically is another guy who sits on the on the high table, and the high table is like, yeah, dude, just, uh, yeah, Marquis Vincent Dormont, uh, member of the high table, who's, uh, they're just like, do whatever you have to, to kill John Wick. We don't care. So he kind of fucks some shit up. Starting with the Continental, since uh, uh, Winston failed to... Uh, killed John Wick and I'm pretty sure that was on purpose because you know he knew homeboy was wearing a bulletproof suit and he just you know shot him a bunch of time in his suit <laughs> instead of shooting him in the face uh like they because but we seen like with well, the last movie they whatever deconsecrated the the continental but now you get the uh it's like condemned and you got uh what's his name uh Clancy Brown as the harbinger who, like, comes in to, uh, I guess, like, you know, pass a uh, sentence on the hotel and just, like, pulls out, like, a giant fucking hourglass out of his bag and it's like, this hotel has been uh, condemned. You have, you know, an hour or whatever to uh, get your affairs in order and uh, go see a homeboy. Did you know they call it an hourglass because it takes an hour for the sand to drain from one side to the other? Good. But why do they still call like the little like fifteen minute like egg timers hourglasses? They don't. That's why I would crush them. <laughs> They're imposters. They're <laughs> inferior. Uh, like the little tiny ones you get in all your like board games and shit. That like when you when things are time sensitive, <laughs> you get that your Scrabble board or whatever. You got your little uh, <laughs> win, lose, or draw. Twenty seconds. Do they even like put little? With everyone carrying, like, phones with stopwatches. Like, I haven't bought a new board game in a while. Do they still even include the tiny, uh, sand timer? <laughs> I'm sure it's some kind of, like, retro gaming marketing ploy. There's probably <laughs> something out there with it packaged, but you'll probably end up paying a premium. Yeah, this is made with, like, special Saharan sand. It's, like, you know, eco-friendly and shit. State from... Straight from Arabia. <laughs> Speaking of which, here's the one thing that kind of kind of off about me for this film, plot hole wise. He does a lot of travel in this. Like in the previous film, he like you know when he was like excommunicado and trying to get from uh, from New York to uh, oh, I forget where uh, wherever he went to meet up with Halle Berry, he had like go to, like, the Russian mafia people that he used to work for and, like, call in his one last favor to get transportation. 
this one, he's like in the fucking desert in the Middle East. He's like in Japan. He's in fucking Germany. I mean, like back in America. Paris, yeah, he's just, like, globetrotting, like, all over the fucking place. And you never see him have to, like, oh, I'm on, like, fucking watch lists and shit. Like, is he just flying Delta or something? Like, because the dude just, like, popping, like, all over the world. But they don't show... They show how difficult it was for him to travel in the last movie, and then nothing this movie. So it's like, well, dude just shows up I where he I think probably the, the biggest, and not really even a plot hole, but I'm sorry, if you got 20 dudes shooting in a street... At some point, there's going to be a police presence. At not one point does a single cop show up, like, to any of this. Like, you got traffic accidents, high-speed chases, multiple shooters, and, like... Well, at the same time, you've got, uh... We've seen in the previous films that, like, the high table literally, like, is the shadow government. So, when the cops show up at John Wick's house, they're like, Oh, you working, John? Like, yeah, okay. So, it's like... Could be like the, you know, the, whatever, Marquis there just calls like the, whatever, whatever the Paris police are called and be like, hey, we're doing some shit tonight, so y'all just uh, stay out of this neighborhood. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's France, so at the end of the day, you know, they're going to turn and run anyway. Yeah, they're like, fuck, the Germans are coming back, flee, flee! Wee, <laughs> <laughs> wee! <oui, oui. laughs> oh. French toast. But yeah, but even before we get to that, like I said, he, they kill, uh, Lance Reddick's cat character. Uh, uh, like he's like, well, you're no longer when they condemn the hotel and excommunicate, uh, dude, that happened a lot sooner in the film than yeah. I expected. Yeah. That was like, Oh shit. That's already, he's like, you're no longer a manager. So you don't need a concierge. And like this fucking shoots him and leaves, uh, Vincent to, uh, to deal with his, uh, but yeah, seems like a man you shouldn't piss off because that dude's like fucking even excommunicado. He's he's still connected. He's like, oh, now, now you're going to have someone that uh going to help John. <laughs> Y'all just made like an extra enemy. <laughs> You've excommunicadoed me. I don't have to play by the rules anymore. So y'all going to get fucked up. Now. But, I mean, it's just crazy how much of a story arc because you, you know, the starting, you know, the high table, it's like, damn, they got all these rules and, you know, like, this is truly organized and, you know, blah, blah. And then at the end of it, you're like, fuck it, kill them all. They're <laughs> all arrogant assholes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like, fuck, you know, R.I.P. Lance Riddick, but, yeah, he got killed off awfully quick in this movie. That I was like, oh, shit. But then, you know, it's kind of like, other than John Wick, it's like everyone's expendable. Yeah, but there's like, and then by killing him, you're like, oh shit! Like anybody's like fair game at this point because he's kind of one of the main like anchor points of all four of these movies is the the concierge and the manager and like fucking yeah, who's gonna die next? Everyone all at once. Oh, and apparently that was. Bill Skarsgård is playing the, uh... Squizgard? The, uh, Marquis, which you may know him. Isn't that the guy who plays Pennywise in the new... <laughs> the new It movies? I don't recognize him without, like, you know, buck teeth and a shitload of makeup. <laughs> I was like, I, that was fucking Pennywise? I didn't surprise he didn't hang out in the sewers of Paris more. 
Yeah, yeah. It chapter two. Yep. That's him. So we got uh, a few new characters this round, other than uh, uh, the fucking marquee here. We get Donnie Yen. I mean, this movie was heavy on like martial arts action. I mean, they they got a bunch of like legit martial arts badasses in this because you got Donnie Yen playing Kane, who's an old friend of John Wick's, who basically gave up his eye. Like he wanted out of the business, and they're like, "All right, give us your eyes." And he did. And then he became like a fucking blind master just so they wouldn't like his daughter would be safe. So they're like, Hey, you're the most badass motherfucker. Like you have to find and kill John wick or we'll no longer protect your child and stuff. So if you want to be done with the table, this is your, your price of exit. You got to track down and, and kill uh, your old buddy, John. That's the thing though. So I don't think there's ever truly an exit. No, because, hell, even the people that exited, like, fucking John Wick got pulled back in, and then, like I said, this dude gave up his uh his eyes and still got pulled back in. And then you get uh, Mr. Nobody, who's like a whole different... You know, we've seen assassins uh, in this uh, world, but now we have, like, the Tracker, who is basically just a guy who finds people for assassins. Yeah, see, like, I would have liked to have seen more backstory on him. Like, because, I mean, there's there was more than one time that he legit had the drop on Wick. Like, and could, like, find him when nobody else... And he's like, no, I'm not paid to kill you. I'm just paid to find you, so I'm going to keep you alive until, you know, whoever... The price is right. The price is right. Like, like you, know, you have a price, but it's not worth it yet. But I liked his, and it's played by uh, Shamir Anderson, who, uh, if you were a fan of the Winona Earp series, he played uh, uh, Deputy Marshal uh, Dolls. And I think it's like the last time I seen him in something, uh, but he's kind of a cowboy, like modern cowboy. I like, because he's got, he, dude, he, he is like everyone else is in of... like fancy suits. He's like, you know, just looks like a, like a regular, you know, survival guy. But I think at the end of the day, like, you know, the fancy suits and all of that, like, kind of a giveaway. Like, yeah, if you're a tracker, like, bounty hunter that's supposed to find people, and, and, and you being, look like the people that you're trying yeah. to find, like, you're going to be a target. I mean, dressing more like the gray man, kind of like uh, if you look at uh, the Bowery Kings people that all just look like homeless people, you know, so they blend in with, with the New Yorks so and no one, like, pays attention to, like, you know, the, the homeless guy getting intel on you. He's kind of dressed the same way to like blend in, but I do like his cowboy aesthetic because he his preferred weapon is a tacked out Marlin uh, like forty four lever gun that that breaks down and goes into a, like a backpack, and he even carries like an old six shooter. I mean, he's very and has like badass like fucking Belgian Malinois fur missile biting nuts as his uh his sidekick. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that I want because they're they're talking about doing several John Wick spinoffs. We've got the ballerina coming out, I think next year. And then we also have a TV series, um, based on the continental, which I've heard is going to be set in the seventies. And it's going to be kind of Winston first taking over that position of, uh, like a young Winston taking over the continental. We need a, a fucking Mr. Nobody, uh, spinoff. Cause I would like to see more of this character. Yeah, most definitely. And, and, and I don't know, like I haven't read any of the graphic novels or anything Have you. No, I didn't even realize there was so comics. You know, there may be, you know, 
alluded to and you know some of that you know character backgrounds and stuff but it was definitely one of those that I was like you know very intriguing and like that's not the guy whose radar you want to end up on <laughs> yeah so like yeah I mean he just, just fuck it like he pops you know like the first place John Wick goes uh, is we it's, I feel like every movie we've seen a different continental and this time we get the Osaka Japan Continental, which is run by goddamn Scorpion. <laughs> uh, well, who else do you think? Get over here. <laughs> yes, uh, Hiroku Sanada uh, as Shimazu Koji, the manager of the hotel and old friend of John Wick. And yeah, and like, his people are like straight up ninjas. Like, he's got like Yakuza looking dudes, like, you know, playing poker in the kitchen and. And, uh, you know, people working on, uh, archery and sword fighting. And it's like very like old school assassin shit going on in that place. It like, you know, looks like some shit out of, uh, Kill Bill. Like I kept waiting for the crazy 88 show up. <laughs> Dude, that would be crazy. So yeah. Uh, and his daughter is his, uh, his, uh, concierge, uh, Akira. Well, of course, I'll yeah. be confused with Shakira. <laughs> of course, uh, oh, what's him call it? Uh, uh, um, the Marquis men show up and then try to uh, deconcentrate, uh, you know, homeboys, con- uh, Continental too, and pretty much just like you know, what is it, John Wick? Uh, was it? three where they have the big shootout inside the continentals yeah but so this, these dudes are like running around with like fucking ninjas and shit fucking people up not only the ninjas but and you know very japanese fucking sumo wrestlers <laughs> like yes. i'm like i i'm wondering how a sumo wrestler actually fares and hand-to-hand combat pretty good but i don't know about gunfighting because that's a big fucking target <laughs> but i do like they're like you know, this hotel is uh, deconsecrated and, and fucking homeboy's like, that just means we can, you know, do business. And, like, fucking all his ninjas show up with, like, damn bows and arrows on, the, like, the top shelf. And it's like, oh, y'all are, like, in a fucking, like, shooting fish in a barrel at this point. <laughs> but are they? Are they? Because, I don't know. Like poker, you never give away your hand until it's time to give away your hand. And... Like, ha we took out four dudes. Oh, shit. There's like 50 dudes now. And uh, Kane there being kind of the reluctant guy been getting drug along. His shit's badass. Because like I said, he's he's blind. But he's like one of those like kung fu like blind masters where he's like his hearing is so good. I love the trick with the... He uses echolocation. Yeah. He like <laughs> fucking tap shit and like, king, like shoots motherfuckers across the room. Because he's got like his cane that's also like a sword. But when he, like, hides in the kitchen and throws out a bunch of these, like, fucking doorbell uh, motion sensors. And so, and it just, like, when the dudes, like, come in, it's like, ding, pop, ding, pop. And, just, like, and I totally didn't <laughs> expect doorbells. I thought it was some kind of, Yeah, I thought it was like, some kind of, like, tripwire explo- motion sensor explosive. No, and it's like, ding, dong. It's like the shit when you, like, walk into a store and it the beeps so people know you've yeah. walked in. <laughs> so it's just like. Ding dong! He's like, oh, there's somebody over there. You know what it reminded me of? What's that? 
old gas stations. You know, they used to have yeah. the line running across, so when you pulled up to the pump, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> but people weren't shooting at me then. <laughs> well, that depends where you stop for gas these days. <laughs> I tend to not go to those places. <laughs> Yeah, and then he has to fight, uh, you know, fucking Scorpion at the end. And he's like, dude, like, just walk away. <laughs> you know, he's he's like, you know, I'm, I'm not here to kill you. But anyone who gets in my way, I kind of have to. So he's like, I'm going to injure you. Stay the fuck down and let me go about my business. And he's like, no, you've violated my hotel and I don't want you killing my daughter. So we dance, motherfucker. <laughs> But of course, yeah, this isn't Mortal Kombat, so Scorpion goes down. But then again, Scorpion came back from the dead, so maybe John Wick 5 will get uh, fucking ghost uh, Koji. <laughs> what the fucking removes a mask? Have the... No. That, that... Dude, that would kill the series. From... Start bringing supernatural shit into John Wick. I mean, Mortal Kombat has introduced a lot of characters. Have they introduced John Wick as a playable character yet? I don't think... I mean, we've got pretty much all of the horror characters. We've got, you know, Leatherface, Jason, Freddy, you know, fucking Terminator, the Joker. I don't think we have John Wick. Like, that... I think they... Was it... uh, What's that game all the kids are playing these days? Uh, Fortnite. Fortnite added John Wick. So there was a (laughs) John Wick uh, Fortnite uh, uh, upgrade. But, yeah, I haven't seen a... We need a new Mortal Kombat with John Wick. Uh, That would be... That'd be pretty sweet. I just want to state for the record, it's very weird doing a podcast and we each have a gun pointed at us. <laughs> like, they're not loaded. Maybe. I'm not loaded. You're loaded. <laughs> There's a shotgun under the table, too, just so you know. <laughs> and at the end of the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see the shockwave over there. <laughs> Wasn't that concealed. <laughs> At the end of the podcast, stick around for Joe and I to play Russian Roulette. <laughs> yeah, you should never play Russian Roulette with semi-automatic weapons. It doesn't work very well. <laughs> who, sh- who shoot last? You can put some dummy rounds in it. Just, <laughs> just some snap caps. It's all snap caps and there's one live round in it, so you just keep like... <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't recommend that. It's... No, no. It's going to end badly. Uh, I watched a uh, video of a dude trying to build strip his uh, Glock who failed to remove bullet from chamber and oh. shot himself in the uh, leg. Yeah. Uh, oh, I saw a, a good shooting video the other day. I'll I'll tell you after the <laughs> podcast because it, it's not related, but it's it's it was a good one. <laughs> <coughs> it was the definition of surprise, motherfucker. And let's just say that. Yeah. John Wick's fatality in the Mortal Kombat he, he is going to be killing a guy with a pencil. I don't know. He's had a lot of interesting kills. I mean, you know, like... He's very well educated, you know? He really likes his stationery. <laughs> like, I mean, that was our running gag for, you know, when we talked about Chapter 2. Was Somebody get that man a pencil. Art <laughs> book. D- doesn't Danny, like, uh... You know, fucking Kane pick up a pencil at one point, and he's like, "Yep, I'm gonna need this for later." <laughs> oh, but yeah. So Winston uh, 
finally meets with John. He's like, hey, you're, I'm all down for this whole mission of vengeance you got, but yeah, you just kill people on the high table. They'll replace them, so you're not really going to do anything. If you want this to be over, you've got to kill them in the right way. Like, you got to challenge them. Like, as a, you know, member of a house, you have the right to challenge. And he's like, well, I gave up that. And you're like, well, I suggest you go get it back. So he travels to uh, uh, Germany to meet with his former family who has a spot on the table, apparently. And uh, his price of re-entry is to kill the man who killed the their former head, uh, Killian Harkin, head of the German table, uh, played by Scott Atkins in a fat suit, pretty much. Which, I like it, because he's like a legit like MMA martial artist. And if you look, look up this dude, he's like fucking ripped. So it's like him in like this fat suit just kicking the shit out of people. Like, a fat man should not move that fast. I know, I used to be one, and it would surprise people when I would move that fast. <laughs> but yeah, he's just like tossing motherfuckers around and shit. And, and cheating at poker. <laughs> I mean, a, a dude that's... I mean, that that's the thing, dude. When you're a bigger dude, nobody's throwing your ass around. Like, <laughs> No, I mean, he's just, like, tossing motherfuckers right and left. But I thought it was funny, because it's like, by this time, you know, uh, the tracker has, has got himself uh, stuck in a situation where he's like, no, you, finding is not enough. Like, uh, you've got to, like, fucking... He's like stabs him in the hand. And he's like, "All right, you can just pull the knife out, and I know you only think about yourself, or you just pull your hand out, and I know you're like down for the cause." So he fucking has to like rip his that, that shit. Just looked like it hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah, that's what made me say, man. The the, the high tables really got a, a fetish when it comes to hands. Most people have feet fetishes. They got hand fetishes. <laughs> so yeah, all three of them like fucking uh like what do you like ah fuck that was my trigger hand. <laughs> Like, John Wick uh, shows up at the German club to meet with with Homeboy, and Kane is there, the tracker is there, and even uh, Killian, Killa wants to kill him. So he's like, how about we play a game of poker to see who, who gets the honor of killing... And, like, fuck it all, I'm, like, pull out, like, what would be, like, killer hands. And then finally that dude throws over, like, fucking five aces or some shit, like, that's impossible. And, like, they're all like, Really? And, like, Kane, of course, is blind. He's like, did he cheat? And they're like, yeah, he cheated. He's like, can't stand a fucking cheater. <laughs> he's like, he's the only one that, like, the John and uh, nobody's like, really, dude? Like, fucking bullshit. And then Kane's like, what's going on, guys? Can't see the cards. So make it let me in on the joke. <laughs> well, I, I, I totally, like, you know, as I aspire to, you know, be great with cards one of these days. Um, I was like, rule number one is you never play with somebody else's deck. Like, <laughs> give them. He I, does throw that card and like fucking cut a dude with it. I was like, all right, that's that's pretty sweet. And they they all kind of agree. All right, like, calm down, Gambit. <laughs> they all kind of like, all right, we all want to kill each other, but let's put that on hold and fuck this guy up, and then we'll like reconvene after. Right now, we've been slighted by one motherfucker. We now have a cause. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, I think that's where everybody kind of went wrong. Is you know, like. Hey, you're bringing what should be, hey, we're all assassins, we're all out for the money at the end of the day, but now you're 
you know, you're pissing people off and giving him uh, like allies. Like, the, yeah, yeah. The parts where they kind of like, all right, let's pause and then work together, and we'll kill each other later. Those are some of the best sequences when it's but like I, I mean, them I thought all that fighting was, together. You know, so true. What was it? Was it chapter two or chapter three where you know they're 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 fighting and then they end up in the continental and you know the guy comes up and he's like, ah. Oh. Okay, no business conducted here. John Wick, I'm a big fan, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Maybe that was three. That was three know? where it was, uh, what's his name? But they still kind of had that same moment in two when him and a common are fighting each other and end up going through like the window of the Continental. And he's like, oh, stop, y'all need to go to the bar, have a drink and cool off because no business on Continental grounds. And they just kind of go have a quick drink and <laughs> chill a minute before they, like, all right, see you later. Kill you next time. <laughs> Be seeing you, John, as they, they all say. Oh. Uh, but uh, yeah, he gets his gets back into the the gang and gets his uh, his challenge, and of course Winston uh, becomes his second because if you know the old rules of dueling, you got to have a second, and if you don't uh, go through your set, it's your second's job to to finish everything. So yeah, I like that whole way where they they meet with the harbinger and he's like basically draw cards, and then it's like all right, time of time of the location, uh, you know time of the duel and uh, they all make their choice and like pull a like a card and it's like oh nope you win th- that one right choice of weapons he's like blades and he's like guns and he's like oh what gets that one and it's like location time and it's like and then you get like the ultimate like video game battle because of course the marquee is a douchebag and instead of being honorable and be like all right i'll wait until we have our duel did he, you ever watch Game of Thrones? It's been a while, but I've seen bits and pieces. I never watched it, like, all the way through. Did you, like, this this entire time I was like, this fucking little douchebag, like, <laughs> reminds me so much of, like, how much you want to hate Joffrey, like, you yeah. know, throughout so much of the Game of Thrones series. And I'm just like, you fucking pipsqueak. Like. Yeah, because of course he's like, Oh, I have the right to choose a champion, so I'm going to choose Kane and make you instead of like fighting you myself. I'm like, you fucking pussy. <laughs> so he's going to make you. I'm going to make you fight your friend. But then, even that, he's like, "All right, you have to be at the uh, church that we're going to have the duel in at sunrise or whatever." Puts out like a forty million dollar bounty on him, or I think it might have been fifty at that point. And broadcast it to, like, everyone in Paris. So now he has to, like, fight through the entire city. Like, wave after wave of bad guy. Because if he doesn't show up for the duel on time, he's automatically loses. And his him and his uh, second gets Like, executed. is there a rule to be like, hey, I'm just going to stay here. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know. I got, I got till sunrise. I'm going to camp out. But, you know, I guess at that point, like... You you gotta visit your friends, I guess. Like, gotta go get a new suit, get dressed up for uh, for killing and shit. And like, you know, of course, the Bowery King is taking. He's like, I'm expanding operations to to France, so he has a sweet uh, base in an old uh, subway station. And he's like, gonna need a, you know, got you a new suit, John. And he's like, I'm also gonna need a gun. He's like, I thought you would never ask. And like, yeah, we get like a five minute like ad for uh. The for Terran Tactical, <laughs> which was made specifically for this movie, like, and since the like release, of this movie got delayed. He's had this. He came out with the Sand Viper, which is his like uh, competition gun, but this actually got made first. 
but he couldn't release it because it was had to be held for the John Wick movie. I think someone like actually without saying what the gun was used it in a like big uh, competition and, and won with that thing. But apparently it's like, you can even take it apart and stab someone with the frame, which he eventually does. But like, it's like, yeah, the, the uh, the fucking pit viper. It, it's got this, 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 and this. Like, it's just a fucking straight up ad for Terran tactical. And at the end of it, he's like, where'd you get this thing? He's like, well, I know a guy who knows a guy who shot a guy. <laughs> It's, it's just so impractical, but I want it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't the price of a used car. Yeah. It's a seven grand for <laughs> a pit viper. I'm like, I could have a really sweet gun or I can have a drift car. What do I want? <laughs> yeah. You can still get like the combat master packages for around 1500 bucks. Plus the cost of whatever gun you're having the, the work done to. But yeah, seven grand for a <laughs> for a pit viper, and you too can be John Wick. Can you though? I feel like you've still got to have. Well, you can still go out to, uh, you know, and train with Terran Tactical. He can teach you to be John Wick because you know he's the one that like uh, taught Keanu how to be John Wick. I I I still though, dude. I'm I'm almost half his age. <laughs> And I'm never going to move like that. <laughs> never. Yeah. I, dude, and I can understand. I'm not even in my 40s, and I've already <laughs> lost half movement in one of my shoulders. Uh, uh, yeah, welcome to the club. Like, <laughs> I, I can understand why, uh, like I saw he bought like all his stunt crew, like Rolex watches, like special edition Rolex watches after the film was done. I can understand why he buys gifts for these stuntmen because they took a fucking beating in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, I was watching, you know, some of the making of and the behind the scenes and like literally you got a, you know, fucking flight of escalators and just <laughs> head over, you know, like Oh yeah, down a I, fucking escalator. I, I don't care if you're trained to know how to fall and to roll like you're still making impact. Shit's still uncomfortable and hurts. Like <laughs> Or what about the dudes, uh, like I said, it's a roving, what, 30, 45 minute just gunfight for the final of the movie before you even get to the duel of him battling his way through Paris. I mean, they get into that. Dude, you got 30 minutes of them just in the fucking roundabout of the Eiffel Tower just fucking. Fucking dudes getting hit with cars (laughs) right and left. And then he gets into like kind of house to house fighting in, uh, in a bunch of like abandoned buildings. And of course all the assassins wear bulletproof fucking suits. So these dudes show up with, uh, fucking semi-automatic shotguns with dragon Beth rounds is like, Hey, even if it stops a bullet, I'm going to set your ass on fire. That's like the perfect weapon for armored, uh, assassins is, is shooting them with a fucking exploding shotgun shells. And I think that's the only time I've ever actually seen dragons used in a <laughs> yeah. tactical manner. And I love the way they shot it too. It's like, they shot it like overhead where you can see them going from like room to room. It's almost like if you ever seen videos of uh, people training in like a shoot house where there's usually like a catwalk where instructors and shit can like look down and, and watch people. So it's like they pretty much like just built a house inside of a sh- what looked like a shoot house. So it's like the camera was like had this whole like bird's eye view of these like room to room gunfights. I was like, I've never seen that in a movie that I can I can remember. I was like, this is. They do innovative shit in the in these John Wick movies. Like every, it seems like every movie they do something a little bit new. 
But to your point, like, the last probably quarter of this movie, granted a quarter is, you know, 30 minutes, <laughs> very much felt like a video game. Yeah, because the stakes just keep getting, like, higher and higher, and it's like, oh, boss battle time. And he finally gets the, you know, drop on uh, the tracker, uh, Mr. Nobody, but he looks over and some dude's about to kill his dog. So instead of, like, finishing him off, he turns and, like, kills the guy that's trying to kill his dog. Because he's like, all right, respect. Yeah, I'm not going to let somebody take out your dog. And then after that, it was like, the guy's like, all right, uh, money's not worth it. He, he he's like, And later on, like he even gets, like, the draw on him. And the dog looks at him like, bro, come on. He saved my ass. He's like, all right, fine. Fuck it. Let me cover him. And, like, actually starts <laughs> helping John in the, in the <laughs> final uh, leg of his journey. Yeah, because that final, final part of that battle where he gets to the church and there's like a 200-step staircase leading up to this church. And it's like just a constant fight up this. You know, he gets there and he's like, there's nobody on it. It's like, ah, I'm here. And as soon as he steps on the first step, motherfuckers just all start coming out. It's like, ah, if this was a video game, there would be health packets at the bottom of that (laughs) staircase. It's like, oh, we know shit's about to go down. (laughs) Well, I was like, there's... That was the only part that I was like, he's going to get to the top, and somehow he's going to end up at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, he gets all the way to the top, and he runs into the fucking Marquis uh, henchman. And dude, like, literally kicks him all the way back down the bottom. He's got to start over again. He's just laying there all fucked up, and, and Kane shows up, and he's like, I need you to get up, John. I need you to make it to the church. Like, we're, we're going to do this. And he's like, and helps him, like, fight his way back up the stairs so he makes it on time. And even, like I said, the Mr. Nobody shows up and starts sniping people, covering them. And it's, like, great. Where he's, like, he's calling out directions and shit. And he's, like, all right, you've got 6 o'clock. I've got 9 o'clock. You know, and just <laughs> them two just, like, going back and forth, just straight fucking people up. I don't think I'd be able to function blind. I feel like I'd fall on every step. <laughs> Dude, I fall now, and I, I, see, I can see fine. <laughs> I'm definitely not... Uh, that level of mastery. But even back up before that, the fight scene in the Continental, I loved it. it the fact that they were combining guns with like, he gets like nunchucks and shit at one point and is like fucking nunchuck and motherfucker. That's like the first time I've ever seen, you see people like playing with nunchucks, but you rarely see someone like fighting with nunchucks and how that would like actually work. <laughs> and even like at some point, like, chucking people and shooting at the same time and I was like that's fucking awesome <laughs> I saw a, uh, a short clip and you know it basically shows like a guy like you know ski mask with you know some sort of rifle you know like he's gonna break into a dude's house so the dude like looks on his doorbell camera and you know opens a little closet by the front door and it's like, all right, I got my shotgun, I got my rifle. No, he grabs the nunchucks. <laughs> like, yeah, because it's like, you really... Hey, how you doing? Come on in. Because, yeah, yeah, I've learned nunchucks, and there's a whole lot of cool fancy passes and all that stuff, but you rarely see, like, how fighting them would The only them thing I learned work. to do with nunchucks is... Hit yourself in the balls? No. I hit myself in the bridge of the nose. <laughs> ended up with a fucking massive-ass oh. nosebleed. Uh, I've never like, hit myself in the face, but I've definitely hit myself in the back of the head doing a, trying to do a pass and shit. <laughs> like my passing know, like one of my childhood from, like, buddies, <laughs> like you know, I mean, dude, we're watching fucking Ninja Turtles. You, you, <laughs> if you watch Ninja Turtles, you got it. So I was younger than him, so my parents got me the plastic ones. Well, 
his parents bought him like the wooden ones <laughs> and yeah, a little bit of a different animal, I'll say. Yeah, I've got wooden ones, and I've got, like, metal ones, too. <laughs> that shit really hurts when you crack yourself in the knuckle or something when you miss a pass, and you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that... That was, like, pretty fucking cool. But yeah, then you get to the... The actual duel. And it's, like, very, you know... All right, you're going to start off at, like, 25 paces. Everyone shoots. No, it's 30 paces. Yeah, well, 30 paces. If if you survive, we reload, you walk 10 paces closer. If you survive, you reload, you walk 10 paces closer. So it's like, you know, wasn't even like a... Kind of like a gunfight. It's like literally like old school, like, fucking duel. <laughs> it's, it's jousting, but with guns. <laughs> Which, standing still and having to shoot a motherfucker, it's like... The whole shooting and moving, you know, kind of the gun foo thing that they kind of invented for all the John Wick films is like you've just taken like all his skill set out, but then you got a you got a, a blind guy, but then he's like, you know, you're the guy standing right in front of you, and they're also like on gravel, so all right, I can hear where he's at, and it's like they you know shoot each other in the arm, and then like shoot each other, like Wick gets hit in like the fucking collarbone which got hurt like a motherfucker and like the final shot like he just takes it gets hit in the gut and the guy's like I I, I choose the right of uh, coup de gras and like grabs the gun and like runs up to finish him off and Winston's like you arrogant son of a bitch he hasn't shot yet you dumbass he's like huh what and then fucking Wick just like domes him <laughs> and of course that badass uh, harbinger is like alright duel's over <laughs> you win you're you know, Kane, See, and I thought the the duel would have played out vastly different. Like, you know, where John and Kane are are sort of on the same plane. Like, they just want to be done. Like, yeah, and... you know, at this point, they're like, you know, mutual respect, brotherhood. Like, I expected, like, all right, you know, shoot both on and, turn, shoot him. <laughs> you know, one go for the kid, one go for you know the harbinger, but. I guess at the end of the day, like, that wouldn't have solved anything because... They would have, I guess, violated the rules. And then Wick doesn't want to, you know, he knows his friends there just because, you know, because they have that conversation at the church, too, where he's like, you know, do you really believe, uh, you know, your wife can hear you? And he's like, no, nah, probably not. And he's like, well, then why do you do it? And he's like, because I may be wrong. And it's like, uh, you know, he's like, well, you know, we're, you know, one or both of us is going to die today. He's like, yeah, you know, maybe... Maybe not. You know, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, but he, you know, he knows that he's only there to save his daughter. So he's like, he could have easily killed him at that last draw, but he takes the hit and like saves his bullet to fucking finish off the home other dude. So he's like, all right, Kane, you're free. Uh, Wick, uh, well, you're probably gonna die, but you're free. But does he die? Yeah, that's that's kind of my thing. Like, he was shot in the arm, the collarbone, and then like the gut. None of those. Well, I mean, seem to be the, the, fatal hits. The gut, it can it be, can be if you, you don't know, get treatment. But I feel like a man as well connected as John Wick is probably going to be, you know, a okay. And what better way to kind of fall off the radar and the grid than? Yeah, they're not looking for a dead man. And and at the same time, too, you know, people are like, oh, but the you know the gravestone and blah, and I'm like. 
I know plenty of people that are still alive that bought their, you know, gravestones <laughs> well in advance of their, you know, deaths. Like, oh yeah, that's that one thing. He has that conversation with Winston too when they're when he's getting ready to leave, and he's like, the hardest part of burying uh, Sharon, the the uh, concierge, was like trying to figure out what to put on his gravestone. Like the dude's been so much. He's like, I finally just put like, you know, friend or whatever. And he's like, what would you put on your tombstone? And the King is like, long live the King. He's like, that's kind of horrific. He's like, nah, he's like, I bought that shit years ago. And then as John's getting out to like go on his journey, he's like loving husband. He's like, what? He's like, that's what I want on my tombstone. And like I said, after the thing's over, he's like, well, you get me back home. And he's like, yeah, well then you cut to him and the King at possibly John Wick's grave. And they had that conversation where he's like, I wonder if he's in uh, heaven or hell. And Winston just goes, I don't know. There's no telling where he's at. And the, the Bowery King just kind of laughs like, yeah. uh huh." And I'm like, dude's not dead. He's like, if you want to take out the rest of the high table, the best way to do it is to not have them know you're still around. And the studio is already announced. There's a John Wick five coming. So I'm like, I don't think he's uh, actually going to be dead. And but supposedly I, he's even in this the, the ballerina spin, spinoff, but I don't know time-wise if that's set but then again, previous or concurrent with events. You know, like I'm... I'm wondering, like... You know, if not John Wick Chapter 5... Do we get like, a new, five, like, like a, a new person in the John Wick Chapter 5? It follows somebody else. follows like... Because this is the only movie with a post credit scene... You get uh, Kane finally going back to like meet his daughter because he's like now free, and of course Akira's there waiting on him, and you see her like creeping up on his ass, but it cuts before you see if she actually killed him for killing her father. So and and that's my thing. Like I'm wondering, yeah, if... Kane versus Akira in the <laughs> in the next. Uh... Like as much as the high table and you know the assassins try to be you know professional like. A lot of siblings and younger generation, you know, get fathers and mothers and stuff. You know, so there's always that drive for vengeance. Yeah, like, do we get Kane's, you know, does, did Kane get killed? And then we get, like, Kane's daughter hunting down Akira, and we get, like, a non-John Wick, John Wick movie. But And, I, and John Wick comes in as the father figure and be like, my children, please, <laughs> this is not the way. But yeah, as much money as this movie's making, and the fact that it's already like, yeah, I, uh, I highly doubt that uh, uh, John Wick uh, is uh, is actually dead. At least not until the fifth movie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to remember the ending of the. Did it cut immediately after he falls off the roof? Uh, no. Like when he falls off the roof, uh, they go to find you know go to check that alley because his dog runs off and he's not there. And then you see one of the homeless guys willing him in to, uh, meet the, in like a, like a, you know, got him in a fucking, uh, shopping cart and like takes him into the Bowery King. That's right. So, I mean, I'm going to operate under the pretense unless you see a dead body, nobody's dead. No. Cause we just cut from him, uh, Having a, a, a sit down. <laughs> uh, so, uh, as we kind of wrap up here, 
what's some scenes, some 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 action that we've not talked about that? Uh, I really like the the introduction of uh, Mister Nobody. I, I I thought his whole loadout was cool. And Kane is like, I like I said, I would watch a movie about Kane. I would watch a movie about fucking Mister Nobody. <laughs> you know, in this world of them starting to do spinoffs, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, seeing, those would be uh, two that I would guys, uh, followed. But even some of our past characters, you know, like I I don't know, like. I honestly would like to see more of the dogs. Like, <laughs> you know, a, a, a new dog film. <laughs> Nuts. No. Oh the, yeah, the the real Paw Patrol. <laughs> and I like when like they they help John up the stairs, and like the fucking uh, you know, Mister Nobody just like him and his dogs. I'm just gonna sit on this bench and watch the show. And, like fucking cracks open a beer, pours a beer for the dog. <laughs> it's like, it's like, come on, buddy, you, <laughs> get in on this. Yeah. I'm surprised like Halle Berry didn't show up uh, with her dogs, and that's gonna be the next movie. She meets uh, the fucking Mr. Nobody, is, and they hook up. This is probably like one of the puppies or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the next film. It's uh fucking uh, Halle Berry and uh, Mr. Nobody <laughs> bond over their love of dogs. There is no purer form of love than a human and their dog. Okay. <laughs> Even a dumb dog is still a dog. Nuts. <laughs> oh. I don't know, like, just the demo of the fucking Continental. Like, that shit was just like, all right, well, uh, I, I guess we uh, got our own demo team. Like, <laughs> that's yeah, that's awful fast to load up a <laughs> load up a hotel like that. But it. They fucked up the interior, but the building was still standing. So it was not a very good professional uh, <laughs> bomb team because they didn't. You know, normally those things like actually collapse. But and that was kind of Winston's thing. All right, if John wins the duel, he's free from all table obligations. And as his second, you rebuild my fucking hotel at at uh, you know pay the bill for it and reconsecrate it and also put me back in charge as its uh, <laughs> its manager. So. Who's going to be the concierge of this go-round? Does hmm. nobody end up as a concierge? Or Akira was a concierge of the Osaka Continental. Maybe uh, Winston becomes like the father figure and uh, takes her under his wing. Or hell, maybe Sharon had some family that we don't know about it. And we get like a young, uh, you know, hell, like a, you know, a, uh, what's his name? The guy from... Uh, Creed, like a, a, a Michael B. Jordan, you know, shows up as like the son of Sharon and becomes like the new uh, concierge. So does or a John Wick, Boyega. <laughs> does Wick work his way to the top and become top of the high table? The uh, whatever the, he's the he's the new elder. <laughs> I mean. They've literally thrown everybody at him. Yeah, the, like the best thing you can do is make him in charge of everything so he stops killing you motherfuckers. <laughs> it's like, he's like, no, like we're just waste. Like how many assassins can be left in the world? Because he's killed a lot of motherfuckers at this so, point. So I actually watched, so he has the highest kill record out of any TV or movie thing with over 400, I think it was over 470 kills. 
Like, I watched a three-hour video on all of the John Wick kills. Damn. Like, horror characters, you know, other action... Nope. Highest kill count. <laughs> you need to get a hold of James A. Janice and be like, look, I, I know this isn't horror, <laughs> but... I need you to do research and get me the exact, you know, count of yeah, we need how a, many bodies uh, we need John, a John Wick, Wick kill count. Because <laughs> I wonder which... This movie has to have the highest body count. I would assume, because... Fuck it, like I said, this that final scene was like, god damn, they were stacking I mean, you bodies. had 211 uh, steps. Which is kind of odd that, you know, like... All right, John, you got 211 steps. You got to get to the top. Like, <laughs> mini boss. <laughs> like, that's the level you dread in every video game. Being like, every motherfucker has the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> and that dude literally, like, gets, like, f- survives, like, every fucking fight and keeps showing back up until, like, the final fight. Just like a video game. It's like, oh, you fought me now, but. I'll be back. This is not even my final form. <laughs> and just like keeps, uh, you know, fucking, go, you know, show it back up. So it's like he, he was the best mini boss. All right. So idea. Most of the time, movie to video game adaptions suck. Could we have a decent John Wick game? Kind of feel like there's grounds that yeah, because it well, if you do you remember the old um, uh, whatever Matrix Reloaded game uh, where it was like you could play as either Halle Berry's character or not, not Halle Berry, uh, Jada Pickett Smith character or another character, and it was like two different story arcs that kind of wove in and out. But that game did a good job of combining gunfighting with martial arts, so. That kind of game man- mechanic would work good for a, a John Wick, uh, a John Wick game. And hell, that game came out fucking long time ago. So the technology has has got to have improved since that game came out. So I, if it's done right, fucking John Wick could make a badass video game. Just be like, I am always out, man. Like, <laughs> uh, it's like survival horror. You got to keep running out of ammo and shit. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I mean, you know, we we say it every time there's a John Wick film. It's like, holy shit, they actually reload and check their chambers. And, (laughs) you know, or, you know, they're not just fucking, you know, sweeping their entire, you know, team. Yeah, the the fucking gun handling and tactics are awesome in these movies. Well, as we kind of wrap up, final thoughts on this here cigar. And I'll let you give your final thoughts on your vape over there. This kind of oaky bourbon flavor has been good but it's also got a little bit of earthy a little bit of like a touch of spice and a touch of sweetness too that it's kind of like bourbon a little 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 touch of sweetness but this is definitely one that could make its way into my uh, regular rotation i what I, was the price I point think, on that guy uh it's like a 12 dollar stick something like that it's okay. not uh not huge uh hugely expensive i had another cigar and then i got bored and uh, smoked it because we didn't record sunday so I needed an Easter smoke since the cigar shop was closed. And then when I went back to get another one, I was like, hey, fuck, I'm going to try this Black Lab instead. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that cigar for uh, for another episode. The, the, the fucking Batman cigar we... <laughs> Which was actually pretty fucking good. 
But uh, oh, so what's uh, any final thoughts on your on your vape juice there? Are you seeing red? Uh, my name is not Chevelle, so I'm not seeing red. <laughs> but I taste all the red. If you're a fan of red slushy, I recommend the Just Reds by All Zero. All right, and with that, we'll be right back with some science. They should have let sleeping dogs lie, but they came and spit in my face. Now I got them on a run for their lives. But I wasn't always this way. I was at home, I was clipping magazines, watching TV, seeing extreme clips of magazines. But you disturbed my peace, and now I'm loading clips in the magazines. I got the firearms, and you can bring the gasoline. Poof, they go in the hoop, shoots and ladders. There's an angel and a demon, I'ma shoot the ladder. Better not bring your best friend, cause I'ma shoot the ladder. When people see me in this bulletproof suit, they scatter. This me and you in the same room. podcasts then you're gonna hate thunder talk tasteless subject matter mature humor contempt for our co-hosts unapologetic social views edgy music and total irreverence for the nerd junk we love are all reasons why no one no one no one should listen to thunder talk find us on the eso network and all podcasting platforms or don't whatever for some science i'm not ready <laughs> i read the headlines and it's a, weird, it's a weird week for uh for science uh first up speaking of dumb people i've heard of people trying a lot of things to get high but a woman injected herself with a black widow spider to get high and it was a bad time so like is there something out on the internet that's like Widow Venom is the new gateway. Well, apparently this like said kind of article just uh, popped up, but this happened apparently back in the '90s. So you can't even blame this on a TikTok trend. But yeah, but what what part of the '90s? The beginning or the end? Because it, uh, it just says '90s. It doesn't give an exact. Oh, apparently uh, '96 is when. Oh uh, shit! We had the internet in '96. AOL. <laughs> that's when the uh, this article was. Uh, Published in the Annals of Emergency Medicine, <laughs> a 37-year-old woman crushed up a whole black widow spider and 10 millimeters of distilled water and injected herself. I guess she was uh, didn't have no meth or something, because this sounds like a definitely Mexican-American thing to do. <laughs> this uh, sounds like dumb ways to die. Yeah, so... You know, instead of getting high, uh, she wound up in the ER with severe muscle cramps an hour later. Uh, cr- cramping was worse than the abdomen, thighs, and back, and came with a side order of headaches and anxiety, and a high heart rate and blood pressure skyrocketing. <laughs> you know, uh, she was uh, eventually admitted into the ICU, and because uh, she was having trouble even breathing uh, at one point, because apparently the spider venom will also kind of paralyze the the m- smooth muscles. Uh, 
in your lungs, making difficulty uh, breathing difficult. Because uh, apparently Black Widow Venom is 15 times more powerful than a rattlesnake bite, uh, but these spiders normally only envenomate when threatened. Uh, and you know, dude. So I literally like was doing some work on in the crawl space, and like I noticed some Black Widow, you know, webs. I legit had one crawling on my arm, and like. Yeah, just, generally they won't bite you unless like, they feel threatened in some way. Like, you're like fucking. So up. I made it a point like to not come over. So <laughs> I let it crawl onto my hand and like you know set it down on the ground and sent Rachel a picture and she like freaked the fuck out <laughs> like you yeah. could die blah, blah I'm like unless it feels like like you said you know like it's got to be cr- like they're they're pretty difficult to get to bite they're not the most aggressive species. yeah and even like they say a single bite from a black widow for a healthy adult, you know, it's, there's going to be some, you know, pain and swelling, but it's not going to kill you unless you're like some kind of like, uh, old, young, or some with some kind of preconditioned condition. Or just shoot it directly into your bloodstream. And... Yeah. And, and, you know, take on the entire, you know, venom of, of said spider instead of just like one, <laughs> one little bite. So yeah, if you're looking to get high, there's plenty of other like, Natural ways to get high. Actually, that, uh, I, maybe we should encourage people. Like, you know, <laughs> natural bleach selection. bleach in the gene pool to, yeah, to clean I mean, things up. Dude, you know, there's something about that, you know, survival of the fittest, thinning the herd, you know, like. Yeah, there's I, too many dumb people in the world these days. Maybe we, we should got encourage got too many warning more, labels. Uh, yeah, warning labels and, like, uh, you know, safety things have allowed too many people that would have been weeded out long ago to survive and procreate and ushering in a second generation of dumb. So yeah, maybe, maybe we should recommend people, uh, <laughs> get high on spiders. We'll start a TikTok uh, fucking challenge. That'll, that'll clear out a, a, a large swipe of, you know, the Tide Pod eaters. I, I don't do TikTok. Do you do TikTok? No. Well then I don't think we're going to be successful. <laughs> we'll get Amanda to do it. She's a, a fucking TikTok addict. Okay, cool. <laughs> Amanda. <laughs> Snort this line of dead spider. <laughs> It'll give you superpower. Have, have you not seen Spider-Man? <laughs> or, hold on, we'll even be there is an, Spider-Woman? A, another story where they're talking about how hard it is to get Black Widows to bite, where Venom? a bunch of kids did try to get bit by Black Widows so they could get Spider-Man powers and got fucked up. <laughs> we need more of that shit. Uh, well... Other things, uh, Bigfoot, uh, some of the, uh, famous Bigfoot, uh, footage, as uh. we've all seen, are, is shaky, done on, like, you know, bad cameras from, you know, the 80s or 70s or whenever. You know, the most famous is probably the, the Gimli Patterson film. Well, you know, someone has actually enhanced, uh, that video, uh, using AI to, Stabilized. Oh yeah, 1967 is when that video was filmed. So yeah, it's real quality stuff. So yeah, someone enhanced the footage and stabilized it using an AI program, and now the much clearer, stabilized, uh, non-shaky camera. You can. It's obviously a dude in a ape suit. <laughs> so you know, we have a ghost, uh, a fucking Bigfoot museum up the road from us. So of course, that's you know. what the robots want you to believe, yeah. Joe. Yeah, the robots are like, no, we people. Bigfoot is fake. We're they're, they're, it's a fucking gu- uh, whatever cover up. Uh, big tech is 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 uh, maybe Bigfoot is a robot. 
like the six million. There was an episode of Six Million Dollar Man where the Bigfoot was actually like an early kind of prototype of the Six Million Dollar Man. It was bionic, and the Six Million Dollar Man had to like fight uh, Bigfoot. Might be on to something. <laughs> so yeah, not not all Bigfoot uh, videos have been proven to be false, but yeah, the probably the one the most famous one that is showed up on everything is now like. I think they said even like when you zoom in, you can like see a belt buckle or something like like where a strap or something has come loose on this uh this suit. So yeah, it's uh yeah that that one down, several other videos to go to you know possibly uh bring back Bigfoot. So yeah, I'm not saying all of them's fake, but this one has been proved fairly fairly fake. So what happens if we go to the Sasquatch Museum with that evidence? They'll probably kick us out, but I do kind of want to go though. Just see what's. I've never I, been in there. I, I still don't know if I could get on their level. Like I've heard those people are like super hardcore. Like, like I, I seriously want to like get get them on the podcast, but I don't know if I would be able to maintain a straight face. Yeah, to, like, like I mean, I'm I'm too much of a skeptic, right? Seriously, like, inter- interview them. <laughs> uh, well, uh, speaking of weird shit. Lab-grown fat can finally be created in bulk to make lab-grown meat tasty. I just no. Like, can we? Can we just not? Like, uh, I like put on that... my Burt Gummer hat here. It's like, yeah, the government wants us all like eating uh, fucking soylent green and shit. So that's why we're we're uh, growing uh, meat in a lab. But yeah, so far, uh... like, I just keep having like Jurassic. Just because we can doesn't necessarily mean we should, right? So if you're a if you're a griller, uh, fat is what makes meat taste good. If you don't ha- like, if you get like a super super lean meat with no fat, it tastes pretty bland. And you know, there's been plenty of startups uh, making lab grown meat for a while now, and even mass producing it, but they never taste as good as animal derived options. Well, like I said, scientists have now figured out how to, you know, mass produce uh, a lab-grown fat that uh, they say, you know, once they are able to kind of combine that with the lab-grown meat, uh, it's going to actually make that shit taste uh, taste better, which even bad lab-grown meat probably tastes better than fucking uh, Beyond shit. (laughs) That you don't know what the fuck is in that stuff. Is in this stuff. <laughs> like true. If if I go harvest an animal, you know what's in it? That animal. If well, it's I mean, in a lab, what's well, in it? <laughs> well, they're they're basically taking uh, animal cells and mass producing them in a lab without actually kind of cloning meat without actually like having an animal originally but it's still kind of derived from i guess cellular samples of animals uh, uh, uh basically uh, the if you want to eat animals just eat animals if you don't want to eat animals just don't they say the uh lab grown pig fat was was uh much closer to actual pig fat so we get some lab bacon at some point and uh, do a taste test uh, no, because then we'll probably grow, like, a third eye or something. A fourth nipple. Whoa. <laughs> uh, and finally, radioactive cats. Meow. 
So, <laughs> this sounds like a weird ass problem to have. This sounds catastrophic. <laughs> nice <laughs> cat ass trophy. Uh, <laughs> this sounds like the dumbest thing. Of course, the like government uh, would be trying to figure this shit out. Nuclear waste is a serious problem, and there and the, it can be a problem for hundreds of years. What if, and some kind of like post-apocalyptic future where kind of our native language or even records gets lost to history, but the radioactive waste is still there. How do we warn future society that there might be some uh, Dawson Forest type fucking, you know, nuclear waste out here in this backyard? And one of the solutions they came up with uh, was to genetically modify cats that would change color when in the presence of radiation. Because they're like, cats have been a, uh, you know, a constant uh, companion of humanity for, you know, thousands and thousands of years. I kind of feel like this was the Death of Robot skit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, we genetically modified fucking radiation-detecting cats... And they eventually, like, you know, take over the world, and uh, we all die out, and there's just a bunch of, like, fucking glow-in-the-dark cats. Uh. But then again, I mean, I've got a whole bunch of black cats. If they glow in the dark, it would be easier not to step on them when I'm getting up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. So, I mean, I I could see where this uh, could potentially have a, have a use. But if all humans are dead, you won't be there to step on them. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's one of the solutions that people have come up with uh, to warn future generations and to like make it like you know tell your s- children stories of the of the glow in the dark cat so it becomes part of like you know I guess verbal history so everyone knows like you know in the future but that right now the cat like, change colors it it's means gonna danger. be like that sounds like a chupacabra <laughs> <laughs> fucking ghost cat. <laughs> Uh, but that's all I got for you this week. Uh, stay tuned for some news. And now it's time for all things nerdy in nerd news. And welcome to this rendition of nerd news. Yeah, news. We've got a very trailer-heavy segment. I kind of feel like nerd news has really turned into just movie trailers. Well, we had like uh, whatever. Star Wars Expo this week. So like there's a, of course there's like a whole bunch of Star Wars news and Marvel news got released and then it's like yeah, it's like a whole bunch of all the Disney fucking trailer things. new shit. Yeah, all the Disney shit dropped uh dropped this uh this week and some yeah, non-Disney stuff, but yeah, it was like a heavy week for for new trailers being released. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into it with the Marvels. We get Brie Larson, we get, you know, Nick Fury, we get a whole lot of, you know, all the Marvels. <laughs> yeah, Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel, Rambo, uh, which I don't know if she, if she has a uh, superhero name yet. Uh, not that I... They didn't give her one in uh, in WandaVision, uh, the, and Fury just calls her uh, Captain Rambo, so I don't know if she has a an official superhero name yet. Rambo is now a Marvel character, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so and it looks pretty funny. I mean, that apparently their powers are somehow got intertwined, and now it's like when one of them tries to use their powers, they like switch fucking locations. I mean, if you watched Ms. Marvel, it ended with her and Captain Marvel switching places. 
and uh you know shenanigans ensued and well we get a whole lot more of that in the trailer the one where she like switches places with captain marvel and the fucking uh whatever uh goose uh eats a whole bunch of aliens and she's just like what the fuck <laughs> yes <laughs> just, like s- seeing an alien for the first time and it's like oh this little kitty oh fuck it's got tentacles <laughs> what the hell is this I'm I'm noticing a theme with Marvel and tentacles. <laughs> Can Marvel tentacle, get the tentacle, rights tentacle. to do you know a Cthulhu like? Oh, I mean, can can a great old one be a Marvel character? They've got Man Thing. He was on uh, on uh, uh, whatever Werewolf by Night. Yeah, I don't know uh, who uh, has the current rights to uh, Cthulhu, but <laughs> nobody. Cthulhu <laughs> has the rights to Cthulhu. <laughs> Maybe Cthulhu can authorize a uh, Marvel to. Uh, <laughs> that could be the like you know, uh, whatever. Uh, uh, Maybe Cthulhu has a hand because this looks like he's going to be sheer madness. <laughs> chapter five or, or whatever the, I, I can't remember whatever chapter we're in in the Marvel universe. Like yeah, whatever. Whenever they finish off with whatever the current bad guy is, it's like yeah. Now the Avengers have to take on Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> and truly, that's when all devastation occurs. <laughs> But yeah, the uh, shark has been jumped. <laughs> Cthulhu is here. <laughs> no official release date. We just know sometime in November, possibly. Yeah, they've given a November, but uh, yeah, the trailer does not give an exact date yet, uh, which is kind of typical for for Disney lately because shit moves around. They're like, we're giving it to you in November. We'll let you know when we get closer on a exact date. Well, speaking of exact dates, uh, we have one for the next trailer. Uh, June 21st, this will be Secret Invasion. So I'm assuming uh, uh, Nick Fury survives the Secret Invasion because he's front and center in the in the Marvels trailer. Yeah, I I don't know, though. Could that be a little bit of misdirection? Like, who knows? Yeah, but yeah, especially with the Disney Plus series, it seems like they've kind of tackled a, a different genre with like every series. Like the most recent one was, uh, was, uh, uh, She-Hulk and it was more of a office comedy than, and this looks more like traditional, like espionage spy shit with aliens. <laughs> yeah. Keeping with the tentacle theme. <laughs> yeah. It's very, you know, very, uh, uh, gritty and, and dark looking as I'm like, Definitely, because you know, I'm I'm a fan of uh, of the spy genre. So, yeah, we, you, that and you know we're coming out June 21st. That's gonna be the next kind of thing on the. Well, we got Guardians coming out in May, but as far as like Disney series, that's the the next on the on the slot. Yeah, probably the next film. It's probably one of my highlights because I really liked Extraction. So the fact that we're getting Extraction two. You know, Rake lives. Yeah, fucking. You know, Chris Hemsworth. You know, pulling the the operator, fucking operator Thor. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that had some like great action and great gunfights. And this looks the tra- the kind of the teaser trailer we got. It's very like hand to hand combat action oriented, and it looked pretty pretty badass. Uh, and that as well coming out six uh, sixteen on the on the Netflixes. Yeah, I don't know, just the fact of, like, you know, he gets a riot shield, then his hand gets set on fire, and just starts <laughs> punching people with a flaming hand. <laughs> Mortal Kombat! Like... Yeah, it's like, that trailer has, like, the most ridiculous, like, fight sequence, and it's like, oh, yeah, this... 
Netflix has been killing it with like their original content. Uh, there's been so many like great, you know, straight well, to Netflix I mean, that's movies. Probably one of the things that you know the the streaming services by and large have offered is a lot more you know of the things that we requested a lot more original ideas that you know like if you try to do something theatrical and it bombs it's a whole different level than <laughs> hey we've you know but the thing like the Netflix the Amazon even the HBO like original stuff looks like it could have been a theatrical release I mean they're not skimping on the budgets on these things. So they're, you know, legit something that could have been in theaters. Uh, but it, and it's not a, like a fucking fifth generation sequel or a remake, like half the shit in, in, in theaters. Even, well, we just reset a timeline. Like, yeah. We're come on reboot now. Uh, or whatever. Yeah. But this is like, I mean, a sequel to an original idea. So it's not the, like the 10th, uh, fast and the furious or whatever. You know, it's, Shut up, I'm still going to watch it. Oh, fuck, I'm definitely going to watch it. Hell, I'm still behind on two Scream movies. i got to go see five and six. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the fucking first Extraction movie was, was awesome. And it was one of those that like just kind of popped up one day and didn't get a whole lot of like advertising for a movie that was by the Russo brothers that has made a bunch of Marvel shit starring Chris Hemsworth. So it's like, and and then to put him in a grippy, gritty operator role, and you know, just fucking does it well. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely got a uh, can be an action star outside of the Marvel universe, and also like pretty funny. Like Chris Hemsworth can do it all. He can do like comedy. He can do action. He doesn't have to be a a superhero to be badass in movies. So I'm 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 looking forward to seeing. uh, what chapter two of uh, the extraction uh, or extraction holds for us? Another escort mission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This movie is the ultimate escort mission. Uh, the next one, I, I don't even know what to think of. Blue Beetle, who is set to release on uh, August 18th. And a, a new DC uh, <laughs> property. Which I mean, the it's Shazam weird. movie kind of bombed, but the trailer looks pretty good for this and it's homeboy from uh from cobra guy so I, yeah i i like that actor so it's well I, and i'm I, glad I'll give to... it a shot I, I didn't bother to see shoes i am i'll see it whenever it hits hbo max eventually but and uh, i'm kind of glad to see i might actually see know, this one in theaters like some of the successes you know of cobra kai seeing you know some of those same actors and actresses branching into other franchises and things and you know developing successful careers for themselves and you know, not just kind of becoming a, I don't really know what you, uh, you know, and, and me as a music guy, just a, you know, kind of one hit wonder. Like, oh, you're the person from that <laughs> series as I try to destroy and wreck shit. Like Blue Beetle, you know, sometimes the suit does what you want it to. Sometimes it does things like, that's me all the time. Yeah, so it's like a kid finds a alien suit of armor. It's it's the Giver story, but <laughs> DC. You don't choose the scarab. The scarab chooses you. <laughs> great. Now I got scabies. <laughs> uh, great power comes great technology. <laughs> yes. and apparently Batman is a fascist. <laughs> and something that, you know, we'll just go ahead and dedicate the whole rest of the segment to uh, to this series. Uh, Osaka coming out in August. Oh, yes. As fans of Star Wars Rebels... 
it looks like we're getting pretty much the entire Rebels cast in live action, including Grand Admiral Thrawn. You know, if you're a fan of the old, like, Legends Star Wars series uh, that's no longer... They even say Heir to the Empire. It's like, uh, it's the thing! It's the th- They said the thing! <laughs> <laughs> they did the thing! Yeah, but I mean, the trailer, we see live action... Uh, version of uh sabin ren which i'm surprised she hasn't with all the mandalorian shit i'm surprised she's not shown up on on the mandalorian yet uh fucking uh hera general hera fucking chopper and uh you know live action grand admiral thrawn and and it's kind of cool because they've gotten a lot of uh, whatever in mandalorian the other week uh zeb showed up from rebels and they had the voice actor voicing him in rebels they've got the uh, the voice actor who played Thrawn playing the live action version of Thrawn, and it's so, kind of cool because you know through our experiences with Dragon Con, like it's like, oh shit, we've sat down and talked to that guy. <laughs> yeah, so and the like the action sequences too, and the I was like, oh this is this looks like it's gonna be badass, and even like some of the shots are like that's straight up from the final episode of Rebels. Like this looks like it's kicking off like where rebels ended. And so this is like the, the live action version of, uh, of star Wars rebels. And if Thrawn survived, then maybe, uh, Ezra Bridger survived too. We'll get our, our live action, uh, Ezra, or at least find out what happened to him when he disappeared into the unknown regions. But yeah. This looks like it's going to be fucking sick. So if somebody was looking to get caught up to be prepared for all of this, sh- where would they start? Like, whether it's books or, you know, well, series, like... All the old books, not really canon, and the the new Disney canon, they've not really kind of... I think there's maybe one book that has to do with uh, Rebels, but not much. But if, uh, you know, Disney Plus, of course, has the entire, uh, whatever, Rebels animated series on Disney Plus, so I would definitely go watch that to... Uh, and maybe uh, some... There's might be some episodes of Clone Wars, uh, you know, here and there that you want to, if you want to catch up on Ahsoka's backstory, but definitely should go watch Rebels if you've not seen that before, uh, before watching, uh, uh, Ahsoka, which no exact date, but you know, August is what they're, what they're saying. So a person would have until August to prepare themselves. <laughs> you got plenty of time to go watch Rebels. It's, it's. It's only about, I think, five seasons. No, it's, it's a slippery right. slope. Because then you... <laughs> then you watch all of that and they're like, fuck, now i got to go back and watch Clone Wars. <laughs> oh, now I need to go back and watch all of this. And then, well, I mean, I know it's really not canon, but I need to watch all the non-canon stuff, too. And, and i got to watch, uh, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Bad Batch. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's just never-ending, which is awesome. You know, whether you're an old-school fan or just, you know, getting into the new, like, I don't know. It's just crazy to me just how timeless, you know, Star Wars can be. Yeah, it's pretty fucking awesome. Speaking of something else that's timeless, Indiana Jones. Not quite timeless because he looks old as shit now. <laughs> Dude, he's got old man strength now. He's starting to look like Clint Eastwood. Uh... <laughs> it's just crazy to me that, like, you know, it's just... Hey, yeah, go ahead and reprise this role and, you know, continue doing all this badass shit that I hope when I'm that age, I already can't move that way. <laughs> yeah, a lot of flash- flashbacks to, well, we think they're flashbacks to young Indy, but hell, this could be a fucking time travel movie for all we know. Uh, but 
looks pretty badass. Uh, and you know, since Disney owns all the fucking old Indiana Jones shit, they just like, I was, you know, I saw some interview with the Harrison Ford and someone was asking about the de-aging. He's like, that's not, he's like, that's literally my face. Like Disney owns like, you know, all the previous shit. So they just like pull stuff from like old movies and stuff and make me look like I did when I was, you know, that age again. So it's, the technology is kind of, kind of all insane. Right. Uh, crop Harrison's face and paste it over here. Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's gotta be creepy. Like, okay, I'm going to drop and drop the dude's face. There we go. Did not see any of Mutt from uh, Crystal Skull, though, so I don't know if Shia LaBeouf is uh, <laughs> going to make an appearance in this movie. But, uh, yeah, it looks like there's no mention of his character so far in any of the trailers. So I guess, uh, you know, whatever, Indy's son uh, is not going to make an appearance <laughs> that we know of anyway. I don't know. Is he appropriate for Disney? <laughs> He's probably been canceled or something. I don't know. I'll keep up with that shit. Cancel culture. But yeah, I mean, you know, definitely uh, check this out. June 30th is uh, the release date. Uh, any, any other tidbits, news, anything you want to share with the listeners at home? That's all we got for you this week. Check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're on the ESO Network at ESONetwork.com. We're on the YouTube. We're on the Facebook, the Instagram, and the Twitters at CigarNerdPod. Uh, pick up your shirts at realmensmokecigars.com. Pick up your energy drinks at strikeforceenergy.com, promo go cigar nerds. And to quote the Bowery King, you are now in the presence of the motherfucking king! And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We are your hosts, Smokin' Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.